Good morning. So good to see each and every one of you here today. My name is Joel Buffington. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'd like to uh, follow up on Tim's comments. Uh, welcoming you, I trust that this morning that you'll be encouraged, that you'll be refreshed, and uh, boy, what a privilege it is to stand in front of you today and share with you some things that uh, are on my heart. And so uh, I, too, am kind of uh, reflecting. I, did, I don't have the billboard. Sorry about that. Uh, it's in the wash. Uh, and reflecting on just what, a, what an incredible day yesterday was. It was absolutely beautiful. Just what a, what a great day that God gave to us. And then to see that many people out running, riding, walking, serving, cleaning up, offering a cold uh, cup of water, uh, a banana or whatnot. Uh, what, what, a, what a great time. It, it, I, I just was thrilled with, with the event. And this time last year, I was standing up here going, how in the world did we do it? And last year I did the, uh, did the, the, the walk, just the little, the little walk. That was tough. It's hot, you know. And uh, what a little journey I've been on uh, since then. And uh, surprised, a little caught off guard, that I found myself driving to church today going, I would like to take a ride today. <laughs> that was fun. <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. But I, there's no way in the world that I could have done that on my own. Uh, there's, there's absolutely no way. Just a couple of weeks ago, I decided, hey, I've, I bought this bike what seems like three years ago. I'm going to hop on it, and I'm going to ride to church. And so Wednesday night, I hopped on it, and I rode to church, and I got here, and I was shaking, and I couldn't feel my legs, and couldn't feel my rear. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do this, and whatnot. And I had bought a, uh, I don't even know what it is. Tim, what like a speedometer, tracker, mileage, doohickey thing. I am uh, mechanically challenged. And, and Tim was asking me, it was just like, yeah, so how fast you go? Where'd you go? And I was just like, I don't know. And I pulled the package out of my pocket. And I was just like, here's the thing that's supposed to go on here. And I don't know how to do it. And so he's just like, oh, give it to me. And so we, we put it on the bike. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's how it's supposed to work. That's pretty neat. <clears throat> hasn't worked since, but it's, it still works. I have it on my bike, and I have proof I could show it to you or anything. But I was thinking about, you, about your help. And then, of course, I have Tim, you know, uh, Lance Jr. here pushing me, saying, you can do this, you can do this, you know, just visualize it. You can see yourself. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, a little ride here, a little ride there, and everybody has said, wow, you'd just be a, a, amazed at what you're doing. And, I hopped on the, uh, the bike yesterday morning with great fear and trepidation, I'm telling you, because I haven't ridden up Belmont. Coming down is really nice. <laughs> I haven't rid, ridden up Belmont, and that was just, it was in my head. And I got out there, and I saw Scott, Phillips, and Greg. And Greg, I want to tell you, you're amazing. You inspired me yesterday. It was just like, if Greg can do it, I can do this. <laughs> 
And so, you know, we're, we're going, and what do you know? Before you know it, you're at the top of the hill, and you're, you're going. And then we had other people, and Tim and, and uh, Eric came by, and Justin came by, and they were just giving us some en- encouragement, uh, you know, along the way. And it was, it, was, it was fantastic. And then we came to a break. We got to get off, <clears throat> use the bathroom, get something to drink. It was, like, really, really cool. Thank you, Helen, for the banana and uh, the water. And... Uh, I'm just reflecting on uh, on on what a what a great experience it was, and as I've been preparing for this message, there's just a whole lot of themes that really really lined up, and I just want to talk to you about that this morning. Uh, I had I had the wise old sage, not that you're old, Claire, but just as we were as we were leaving, <laughs> as we were pulling out, Claire pulled up and he's like, "Oh, so what are you doing here?" And I'm looking at his you know his Lamborghini that he's driving, and I'm driving the Yugo, and I'm just like, "Wow, what an awesome bike! That's cool." And he and he he just gave me a word of encouragement. You know, I felt like he was like Gandalf or something, just saying something into your life, speaking something profound. He's and he was just like at the beginning of this thing. Don't spend too much energy at the beginning. Just take it easy, and you'll make it. And I was just like, oh, yes, sir. That was good. That was good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy. I'm not going to spend too much energy. I'm not going to do this. And Wow. We finished, and I made it back in time to pray for the, for the other thing. That was the whole goal. That was like the pressure. I'm supposed to pray for the beginning of the thing, so I have to be back in time to pray, you know, so... What a, what, a, what a great thing. It really reminded me as I was, as I was driving, there are, there, there, there are moments of time riding the bike through the, the countryside and talking to the cows and stuff, <clears throat> fresh cut grass and, and, and whatnot, and seeing the little Amish communities that, that I'm driving through. It, it was really beautiful. It, it, and there, there are moments that I enjoyed it um, in preparation for this. And it got me thinking about uh, one of my favorite books. Um, I was in second grade, and I remember very, very clearly the event. I can't even tell you who my second grade teacher was, but I remember the event. The first or second week of class, and she says, boys and girls, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to read you a book. And I trust you'll enjoy it. And so every time, I forget what time, right after lunch or something, she read us a part of a book, and she went through the entire book. It was Tolkien's The Hobbit. And my heart was captured by this, this little thought of uh, a little community that was living together, and it's a happy, happy thing, and, you know, the Shire. And my imagination just ran wild with this this little guy, Bilbo Baggins, was going to go on a great adventure and uh, have, have a great adventure. What a journey he was about to undertake. And there's dragons and all kinds of stuff. It was really, really cool. It captured my, my, my attention. And as I was talking to Dad throughout the, throughout the year, he was just like, wait, just wait till the end. Just wait till the end. And I was like, what do you mean, wait till the end? I can't wait till the end. Do you have the book somewhere? And I would try and go find the book because he had a massive library. I never could find the book. Because I wanted to read the last chapter. Well, what do you mean, wait till the end? Well, we got to the end and come to find out that Tolkien had written other books. <laughs> what are these? They're really, really cool. And I was introduced, and that summer I read 
the, uh, the trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Amazing. Two Towers. The Return of the King. I was hooked. Um, for you younger guys, the book, it's like paper and you actually read it. It's hard copy kind of, kind of thing. A lot of fun. Those thoughts were banging around in my head as I was preparing um, for this adventure that I was going to be on. Not that I was Bilbo or anything like that, but uh, those kind of thoughts were, were banging through my head I was, as I was praying about what am I going to share. And We've had some things uh, in our life that radically changed what I was going to share uh, over the past week. And so I, I just want to share with you this morning some thoughts um, with that little bit of reflections. I don't know about you, but um, if, you, if you ever have the chance to read the book, read the books first and then watch the movie, because the book is so much better. But my boys and I, I guess we bonded over watching some movies together, and we would look forward to the, each one coming out at Christmas. Lord of the Rings trilogy, just absolutely amazing. And there are amazing, deep theological truths that we can pull out that go right hand in hand with what the scriptures teach us. And part of my personal journey, part of our family's personal journey, just this past week has really brought me back to some thoughts that I want to share with you this morning. I want to share a clip with you. that will kind of set the stage for some of the things that I'm talking about. Because this life that we, that we lead is, uh, boy, I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> this life that we lead uh, and the, uh, the experiences that we have are truly an adventure that God gives to us. And we can meet those we can meet those experiences with joy and excitement as God is taking us on this journey. But in the middle of those journeys, we never know what we're going to bump into. We never know what's going to happen. And there can come times when we get absolutely at the end of our rope. And we're going, why in the world did I ever even want to start out on this journey before? Why did I ever go and try and, and, and struggle with this? And, and no matter where you are on your journey, I think you can relate to this. I think that it, it, we can, this resounding um, parallels in our life, each and every one of us, our experiences, we have those ups and downs, those emotional highs, those emotional lows, those goals that we attain, those goals that we totally, totally fail at and we miss. But the question that comes back to us is, how are we going to respond to that? What are we going to do in the middle of the challenges that we face? And so as we reflect on this run, ride, and walk, and, 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 and what an experience that we've, we've had as a community, as a, as a church, I also want to share with you just a brief clip, a couple minutes long, of one of my absolute favorite moments in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. And as you think of this, I want you to put yourself in this, in this story. I want you to think about your own journey, your own experience, and where you might find yourself. Because oftentimes we can find ourselves having the greatest of greats and the lowest of lows, no matter where you are. Let's check it out. 
The world is changed. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. History became legend. Legend became myth. And some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. <laughs> Go on, Sam. Ask Rosie for a dance. Go on. <laughs> None of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Mr. Frodo, I promise, don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Oh, Sam.
riveting moments in my mind of one of my favorite movies. And as I thought about that, as I reflected on that, I thought about our experience as a church. Our experience as a family, my experience as an individual. And this story, it's a... it's a beautiful it's a beautiful story. And this little hobbit and his friends in essence saved the world. And the community that surrounds them called the Fellowship of the Ring as they go on this adventure, they support each other, they love each other, there's struggle, there's doubt, there's fear. It resonates in my heart. It resonates in my experience. And I believe that if you're honest, it resonates in yours as well. We all experience those highs, those lows. We're all on this grand journey that God has laid out for us. And he gives us the privilege of walking the path together. And just briefly this morning, as I reflect on this, in that poignant moment where Frodo says, I'm going to go, I'm going to get in the boat, I'm going to accomplish this mission. And he thinks he can do it on his own. I'm going to hop in the boat, I'm going to Mordor, I'm going to take the ring and cast it back into into the fires of Mordor. What he doesn't know is that it was impossible for him to do that on his own. He couldn't do it. He was determined to do it, but he couldn't do it. Sam comes along and hops in the boat, and, you you know, the rest is is history. What a a, a great story. But Gandalf says this, after Frodo says, I wish this hadn't happened. Gandalf says, So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us. And we have time that God has graciously given to us. And as you experience your journey, and as I experience my journey, I dream. Let me take that back. I think the elders, I think Tim and I, I think you, we dream that Grace Point Church would be a place where no one walks along. Or maybe we could even phrase it this way. Grace Point Church would be a a, a place where no one runs, rides, or walks alone. (laughs) Because we're in this thing together. We are absolutely in this thing together. You may be asking, oh, is this what our sermon is today? Lord of the Rings trilogy? Well, sort of. I do have a biblical premise that I want to take you to. And these are thoughts that deeply moved me throughout the week as I rode my bike and as I thought and I prayed. So I invite you to turn, take your Bible if you have one near you. If you don't have one, there's one close to you. And turn with me to the book of John, John chapter 17. If you have the Red Bible, it's on page 877 or 1048. 877 or 1048. 
8. In John chapter 17, about midway through the chapter, there are a couple of verses that I would like to share for you. It goes like this. It says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. This is Jesus praying for his disciples and then the disciples that his disciples made, i.e. us today, because we believe the message that was passed down. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. I love that. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that, the, so that the world may believe that you've sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. Do you notice the theme here? In them, uh, I and them, you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you've sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. Then will the world know that you sent me and that you loved them just like you loved me. Powerful words that Jesus was praying as he's about to face death. So these are important words from John 17. And I want us to notice in this passage of Scripture uh, a couple of things. First of all, Jesus is praying for us. He's praying for those that believe. He prayed for his disciples earlier in the chapter, and then he prays for us. And so that's a comfort in itself. That's an encouragement in itself. But why does he pray this? He prays this for a reason, that all of them may be one. If you study this, the idea of one is not just that they have a relationship with each other. That prayer for us to come together is not simply about us to have a relationship. It goes deeper than that. It goes much deeper than that. It really refers to an agreement together. Not just one in relationship, but one in an agreement. One as in one in spirit. Much like what we experienced yesterday. There was one in spirit. Hey, we're coming together. We're going to do something. We're going to alter our plans. We're going to accomplish something together for the greater good. I believe that's the spirit of what Christ is praying for about. And he also gives us some, some other reasons. Why? There's a reason for him to pray this way. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. You know, there's a world that needs Jesus Christ. And Jesus prays for our oneness, our unity, so that the world can believe in him. The, the passage goes on and says... The reason that I'm going to continue to pray for them is so that they may be brought to complete unity. This one in spirit. This one in purpose. Why? What's the big picture here? So that the world will know that you've sent me and have loved them even as you've loved me. It's a powerful passage of scripture. And that was resonating in my mind yesterday as I was reflecting on what in the world God wants to share through me today. And I think it was a beautiful display as we loved each other in front of our community. And we did something for our community by loving each other. 
I couldn't put my arm around Dale Gaiman tight enough and say, thank you so much, thank you so much. You stayed with me. You encouraged me. He's not here today. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> maybe, he can, maybe he can't move. I don't know. <laughs> he still can't fill his rear. I don't know. Um, but, but, but what I thought. Our unity... Our oneness, not just our relationship, our unity, our oneness, that spirit of together reflects who Jesus Christ is to a world that desperately needs him. Francis Schaeffer says it this way. He says, our relationship with each other is the criterion that the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful Christian community is the final apologetic. Let that sink in for a second. That's a powerful thought from the beloved Francis Schaeffer, author, educator, brainiac. Our relationship with each other is the criterion the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. Isn't that what Jesus said? People will know who you are by the way you love each other. And I must say, yesterday I felt the love. Yesterday I sensed you loved each other. There were hugs and high fives and smiles and encouragement that came. Some people w did things that they thought they would never be able to do. What an incredible thought that we can come together and accomplish something as simple as a walk or a ride or a run for the greater good. And that in its essence, at its core, is screaming, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. God loves you. So can I encourage you today? Let's continue to do that. The spirit of together, 2013, 2012, next year, 2014. Oh, can we embrace this? And show people how much God loves them by the way that we love each other and the way that we demonstrate the glory of God. That's what we're here for. We're here for the reason that our church exists is to display and demonstrate the glory of God by making fully devoted followers of Christ. What a challenge. <clears throat> what a challenge. There's something else that Frodo and, 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 and Gandalf said to each other. I left out part of the quote. I want to share that with you. Gandalf goes on to say, after he says, so do all who see such times, but that's not for, uh, for them to decide. We've all, we all have to decide what, is, uh, what to do with the time that's given to us. And he elaborates and he says, there are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Haven't you felt that? Just put the pause on for a second. Haven't you felt that before in your experience? Is that, oh, there is this weight of the world. I mean, all you got to do is turn on the news and, 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 and watch for five minutes. And it's just like, 
Where's the nice stories? Where's the good stories? But it's one scandal after another, one evil after another, one brokenness after another. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up and see all the darkness all the time and forget that there is a beautiful God who loves us eternally and, has a, and is working out his great plan and purposes through the ages. Gandalf goes on and he says, there are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you were also meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. If you know me at all, you know that I have to, at this moment, go to the book of Ephesians. And I invite you to turn there. I invite you to turn there. Take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 1. It's either on page uh, 946 or 1133 in your Bible. The book of Ephesians chapter 1. One of our core values at the church, we phrase it like this. We believe that we are transformed spiritually when we embrace challenges together. We believe that we are transformed spiritually when we embrace challenges together. Much like Sam and Frodo, much like Dale and Joel, much like Tim and Eric, and I could go on and list our experiences that we have together, boy, we are, we are transformed as we do these things together. Why do I say that? Well, beautiful thought. I've condensed Ephesians chapter 1 up to a, a, a single slide. It's pretty tough to do that, um, but we, we gave, I gave, I'm giving it a shot. Paul writes to uh, this wonderful church in Ephesus. And in essence, he's saying, praise be to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And he chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Boy, what, a, what an eternal, a beautiful eternal plan to buy back, to redeem, to fix the brokenness that started in the beginning. Oh, amazing, amazing thought that the force of God has been working to draw us back to himself, giving us salvation and a wonderful, wonderful experience here on earth to reflect back to him, his glory, to be representatives of him. And he wants to bring to unity all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Just a couple chapters later, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, Paul says, and he reflects it this way, he says in your NIV, he says, be very careful then, okay, based upon all the teaching that I've given to you about who God is and how great he is and his plan for the church and how he's going to establish a church to represent him to the world. Paul, throughout the second half of the book, goes and says, be careful how you live. Live this way, live this way. And one of the live this ways is in verse 15 and 16. And he says this. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days that we live in are certainly evil. Make the most of every opportunity. And I hear Gandalf's voice reading this, you know, this, that, that cool hole. Be very careful then how you, I can't do it, but 
the way that we live is vitally important. In fact, I like, I, I love the way the NIV says it, but I really like the way the New American Standard says it. Therefore, be careful how you, what? Be careful how you, be careful one more time together. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Let's read the next one together. This is the ESV, okay? Together. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. May I say that no matter where you are on your walk, no matter where you are on your walk, no matter what kind of week you have had, the highs, the lows, the doubts, the fears, the excitement of yesterday, the pain of last week. We have to decide what we are going to do with the time that's given to us. And are we willing to come together to reflect a a, a beautifully written a beautifully written uh, core value that we're stretched spiritually, we're strengthened spiritually when we do this thing together. Together. And I pray and I dream that no matter what you have experienced this week or last week, As you go on your journey, as you experience the highs, the lows, the doubts, the fears, betrayal, the joys, the unbelievable accomplishments, that you will discover a place here where no one walks alone. And the more that we walk together, the more that we ride together, The more that we run together, the more our God will be glorified and that he will be represented well in our community so that our community will know that Jesus loves them and has a great plan for their life. And God will take each day in that journey that you live the highs, the lows, the fears, the doubts, the successes, and he will pour his grace into each day and allow you the grace to succeed. Yes, I did it. I did it. He will give you the grace to deal with the deepest pains, the doubts, and the fears. And his grace will come and surround you But no, we've got to do this together. And we will experience 
his grace to represent him well as we walk together. I invite you to do this as we close in prayer. I'd like for you to stand. And I'd like for you, just in your, in your pews, I'd like for you, as I close in prayer, just to grab a hold of each other. I know we have some people that are leaving because they're going to be coming up here. Make space for them. Don't hold on too tightly. But let's hold on to each other. And let's pray. Our Father, I thank you so much for my church family. I thank you for a place that loves you, a place that, Lord, you've brought us to get to, together to accomplish something that's far bigger than any one of us could dream or imagine. Lord, I thank you for the love that I have felt this week, the encouragement that I have felt. And in turn, I know that you've given me opportunity to share that love with other people. And Lord, today as we celebrate Father's Day, a beautiful weekend, the culmination of a great event for our community and our church, I pray, Father, that we would truly reflect your grace in the middle of this. And Lord, that we would be sensitive to those that are around us. And Lord, may we truly be a place where no one walks alone. I beg this of you, Lord. Give us the grace to continue to walk. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.